0: Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. Today, we bring you the scripture reading from the Gospel of Mark on this Sunday of St. John Climacus. We look at the saints for the day. Father Dimitri Kokinos, parish priest at St. Ioannis Greek Orthodox Church in Parramatta will join us to reflect on St. John Climacus and his chapter on prayer in the Ladder of Divine Ascent. This is The Journey to Pascha. Our daily bread. Orthodox scripture readings to help nourish the soul.
1: On the Sunday of St. John Climacus, the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, 17 to 31. At that time, a man came to Jesus kneeling and saying, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit, and wherever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him the boy, And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has he had this? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if he can do anything, have pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. They went on from there and passed through Galilee, and he would not have anyone know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, After three days he will rise.
0: lives of our
2: saints. St. Mark, Confessor and Bishop of Arethusa in Syria. We are told about Mark's sufferings by St. Gregory the Theologian and by Blessed Theodoretus. According to their reports, during Emperor Constantine's reign, Mark destroyed a pagan temple and converted many to the Christian faith. When Julian ascended the throne, and shortly thereafter, apostatized from the faith of Christ, some citizens of Arethusa also denied Christ and reverted to paganism. Then, they rose up against Mark because he had destroyed their temple, seeking that he either rebuild the temple or pay a large sum of money. Since the aged Mark refused to do either of the two, he was flogged, mocked and dragged through the streets. After that, they severed his ears with a fine but strong thread. Then they stripped him, smeared him with honey, and left him tied to a tree in the heat of summer to be bitten by wasps, mosquitoes, and hornets. The martyr of Christ endured all without complaint. Mark was very old, but his countenance shone like an angel. The pagans reduced the price for their temple even more and finally sought from Mark an insignificant sum. This he could have easily given, but he refused to give even one coin for this purpose. His patience made an enormous impression on the citizens, gaining him their admiration and pity. They then lowered the cost of the temple to practically nothing in order to allow him to live. Finally, they permitted him to go free, and one by one, they all received instruction from him and returned to the Christian faith. At the same time, in the city of Heliopolis, at the foot of Mount Lebanon, the deacon Cyril suffered for a similar act. During the time when Christianity enjoyed freedom, Cyril destroyed some idols and was later brutally tortured under Julian the Apostate. So embittered were the pagans against him, that when they killed him, they ripped him open with their teeth and, And tore out his entrails. The same day on which Saint Cyril suffered, many others also suffered. The spiteful pagans carved their bodies into pieces, mixed them with barley and fed them to the swine. Punishment reached them swiftly, all of their teeth fell out and an unbearable stench came forth from their mouths. The Venerable John, the Hermit. John was the son of Juliana, a Christian woman in Armenia. As a young boy, he left his mother and withdrew into the wilderness, completely aflame with love for Christ the Lord. In the wilderness, he first surrendered himself to the guidance of a spiritual director, Farmutius, who had been found so worthy before God that an angel brought him bread daily, Later, the young John departed and withdrew into solitude. He lowered himself into a dry well where he spent ten years in fasting, prayer and vigils. Saint Farmutius brought bread from the angel and gave it to him. So that the young John would not become proud, the angel of God did not give bread to him personally, but rather through his spiritual father, Farmutius. After ten years, of difficult ascetic labors in the well, St. John reposed in the Lord. His relics revealed themselves to be wonderworking. He lived and was glorified by God and men in the fourth century.
0: Reflections on the Sunday of St. John Climacus by Father Dimitri Kokinos, parish priest of St. Ioannis Greek Orthodox Church, Parramatta.
3: Brothers and sisters, the fourth Sunday of Lent is devoted to St. John, the author of the book, Lad of Divine Ascent. We do not know a lot about this saint, however the book he wrote is so amazing and so spiritual that the church decided that this book's author must have been a saint. I suspect that you too, once I read you a little bit from this book, will agree that the author of this book must have been very special and very close to God. I have chosen to read to you and comment a little on what St. John said on prayer. St. John starts by saying that prayer, by reason of its nature, is the converse and union of man with God. Prayer is huge. It is not simply something we do out of a sense of duty every morning and night, but actually converse and union of man with God. St. John continues, and by reason of its action upholds the world. My comment on this verse is that it is easy to underestimate the power of prayer. If it were not for the prayer of holy men and women, the problems of our world would be even worse, and brings about reconciliation with God, which is the purpose of life, There is nothing in life more important. Saint John says, It is the mother and also the daughter of tears. He calls it the mother of tears because out of true prayer come tears. He calls it the daughter of tears because out of tears of true repentance, prayer comes. The propitiation of sins, a bridge over temptations. Temptations attack us frequently. Someone dressed in a revealing way may come into our field of vision. We may feel irritated by someone's mood or behavior. We may be tempted to judge someone. Prayer, St. John says, helps us fight temptations. A wall against afflictions. Afflictions, hardships, suffering is part of our journey in life. Without faith, without prayer, the hardships of life get us down. A crushing of conflicts. Everywhere you look there are conflicts, people fighting, people irritated at each other. Prayer helps us see the big picture, so that the little things that people fight about no longer seem so big. Following true prayer, we feel like loving, giving, serving. A work of angels, the food of all the bodiless spirits, future gladness. Prayer, the food of the angels, gives us a glimpse of the future gladness, A happiness that is much more real and far greater than any worldly joy. It transcends the joys of this world. Anyone who has tasted the sweetness of prayer can see the emptiness of all those things that give worldly people a buzz. Unending Activity St. John says this because when you come to know true prayer you realize that growing in prayer is a lifelong journey, a source of virtues, a means of obtaining graces. Through true prayer we grow in virtue, love, kindness, compassion, humility, patience, and so on. Invisible progress St. John is right, financial progress, academic progress, etc. is obvious to all. Progress in prayer cannot be seen by others, yet it is a far more important progress that actually helps those around us more. Food of the soul, enlightenment of the mind, if we just feed and look after our body and neglect our soul, we cannot be complete persons an axe against despair, a demonstration of hope, a cure for sorrow. Despair is a terrible thing. Even if everything around us is crumbling, even if we are subject to lots of failures, if we can still pray, then we have the most important thing in life, the one thing needful, communion with God, the reduction of anger, Anger also is terrible, it creates hurt and problems in those around us. The mirror of progress, the disclosure of stature, an indication of one's condition, a revelation of future things, and a sign of glory. What St. John seems to mean here is that we can assess how our spiritual life is going by seeing how our prayer life is going. Finally, brothers and sisters, just a few comments from myself. We all need to grow in prayer. The answer to our problems is prayer. Problems may not go away, but through prayer we can come to handle them. Let us all strive to grow in prayer. While we are praying, we need to struggle to be focused on prayer and not let our mind be distracted. We need to strive to feel prayer. In stillness be there with an awareness of God's presence. In order to grow in prayer, we need to struggle to clean our heart from the passions and from self-love. Jesus said it, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God bless you all.
0: You've enjoyed this edition of the Journey to Pascha brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or visit nikonos.org at lychnos.org.au where you can find more orthodox articles, talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this lent towards the resurrection of our Lord.